You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we are setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall Sabraki, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, wife, and U.S. Navy Lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. What is up, world? This is your host, Kelly Sabraki, and I am here with the now Cassie Collins. Cassie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so happy I don't have to say your last name anymore because I always... (laughs) (laughs) It's still used at work so people recognize it. (laughs) Lampranakis. Or as you would normally say, limp, limp, naka, 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 naka. Oh, I was going to say, I just said it correctly, but I normally say limp, naka, naka, is what I used to say when you weren't married. For the listeners, I have first time guest Cassie on the show. Cassie and I have now been friends since 2018. And do you want to give the audience just a quick snippet of how we met and how we connected? Yes. So... 2018, I was just at the local Standard Hall in downtown Columbus with my new not quite yet boyfriend. We were just, you know, talking at the time. So he's telling me that his best friend is now talking to this other girl. So I start talking to Kelly. And I thought it was funny because Kelly had asked me for my Instagram handle. And I was like, weird, normally you get people's numbers. That's so funny. (laughs) And she was like, and she made a good point, though, because she was like, you know what, though? I never remember you meet so many people and you don't remember faces. And next time you post an Instagram photo and be like, oh, my God, that's Cassie. I just met her. I should DM her and we should hang out. And I was like, oh, that's such a good point. And I actually started doing that since then. But to make a long story short, we met through our now husbands, then talking partners and boyfriends. And from there, after what we were just talking about, this two months of dating and talking, her and I were both in serious relationships with two other best friends. And now Kel and I have become best friends. Yeah, we were in each other's weddings and the whole thing. It's been such a fun, fun journey with you because we started dating our boyfriends a day apart. Our anniversary is literally a day apart. And Blake and Austin were, they never lived together. They did in college, in college. I like forget. Austin, I feel like lived with everyone. He did. He lived with Blake. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He lived with Blake. But yeah, he also lived with like everyone at Ohio State University. Like half his groomsmen are like, yeah, I lived with Austin. I'm like, who hasn't lived with Austin? (laughs) Which like bless all of them because I know how much work he is as a roommate. But side note, like it was so fun because not only did like they kind of start that journey of being serious boyfriends like together at the same time as us. But then like we became friends also, you know, side by side, like we both had these blossoming like love relationships, but then like this blossoming friendship came from it. So like, what a fun journey it's been. And we got engaged like a month apart from each other and we got married a month apart from each other. (laughs) It's just been like this sequential. Obviously, they can't do anything, not at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. The only thing that Blake didn't do was get a dog, which I think was you. Yes, that was me. Like, I think you didn't want to get a dog. That was, but the rest of his friends like got dogs exact same time we got dogs. 
Oh yeah, we will be getting it. But we were in the apartment during COVID in the little apartment building the house. So I was like, just wait, just we'll get one. (laughs) Yeah, well, just that's like the one thing that Blake didn't do. But I think what's been really, really cool is I met you during a phase of my life where like the OG followers remember Columbus Kelly. I like was doing Bumble events and I had this like really deep circle of like single girlfriends, which really got me like connected initially to like Blake and John and Austin and like that whole crew because they were all single and like they hung out with my single crew. But, you know, my life pivoted immediately whenever I started dating Austin. You know, I think you naturally gravitate toward people who are in similar seasons of their life and you happen to be in an identical one. And then it wasn't just like we were going to be friends because our boyfriends were best friends. I think we, they went on a trip together. When they went on a trip, they went to Mexico. It was like, we knew we were going to be alone. And so we were like, maybe we should hang out. And then we like realized how much we liked each other. That was our first solo hangout. (laughs) It was our first solo. It was our first one-on-one date. And I think after that, like it literally, that's like what sealed the deal. I think the first time we actually hung out one-on-one, like Sam's boyfriends, I was like, this is someone who like you work so hard. You have a great, obviously great family backgrounds. You speak tremendously about your friends and like your sister. But ultimately we could tell we were like very similar drives and like aspects toward how we wanted to go about life. And I think that like as an adult, you really have to narrow in on those things because it's not always about quantity. Like, I think you can have like lots and lots of friends, but to get right into our topic, like I knew I was like, okay, this is someone I think will not just like benefit, but add to my life, obviously, because we had so much in common. Right. And I think that that's something that you even did with like your Bumble group dates. If you think about a group setting and, you know, the day that we hung out at the the Mexico weekend that we hung out alone that night. It's when you hang out in a group of people, you know, when you did those, the big Bumble get togethers, you might walk away with one or two girls that you were like, you know what? I really connected with them. If you walk away with one connection, then great. But same thing. I walked away and I was like, you know what? That's someone that I could actually want to pursue a friendship with. It's also just a feeling and conversation. And like you said, similar interests, like you just know that when you're in a group setting and you can actually have a normal, deep conversation with someone and in that group setting, you might not get that from everyone. But if you get it from one person, then great. And and that's, I think, what happened with us. I think also I came to a realization later in my 20s around the same time that you and I met. I think it's completely okay to have different tiers of friendships and like Let me explain. And this is not me trying to be like brutally honest, but I think you need to just accept in life that you're going to have on your outer circle that kind of quantity of friendships. You're going to have girls that you'll go grab a drink with, go get a happy hour with, you'll talk about The Bachelor. You know, you'll, it's very kind of surface, but like they bring you joy. They're like a good outlet, right? Like you have fun with them. And then you have that next circle of people who, you know, you pour more time into, you have more in common with, you know, they're great to call and and to vent to and you prioritize a little bit more. And then you have that core. And I think it's hard to have more than five like core, core, solid relationships that you talk to each other all the time. There's not, you know, a quota of which you have to pick up the phone. Like you pick up like you just left off. Like 
that's where I think when I met you, you slid really quickly into that like inner circle of someone who I wanted to prioritize spending time with. But, you know, we've only been friends for four years that you became one of those core, core people in my life that I wanted to prioritize. And that's really made like our relationship flourish because I'm very specific about who I bring into that inner core. And you should be. I think, too, a big thing about friendships today is being intentional with your friendships and what you want out of a friendship. You know, when you and I first became friends, I was like, okay, she's not going to be a casual friend because you you knew I didn't know that many people in Columbus. You've been in Columbus for a while doing different social events and things like that. I had moved back after school and I lived in Columbus, you know, way, way, way back when. So I didn't know anyone my age at the time. So I was living with a friend and that was really all I knew. And you knew that. So you started inviting me to all of this stuff. And I was like, you know what? She's not going to give up. And I like her. <laughs> so I'm not going to give up. I'm persistent. I got to go. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I got to go to these because I mean, I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast before. It's really hard to make friends as an adult. It's not easy. And it's not one of those things that just happens. And you were the person that kept being like, hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. And I was like, I have to stop being stupid because I realized that she's going to be one of my good friends and I just need to go. I'm going to have fun. And the second I did, we got to hang out more. I met a bunch of really great girls, but you know, it, it let our relationship flourish. And that was because you were intentional with your invites and with, you know, the different people that we were hanging out with and what we were doing. We weren't just going and partying. We were going with a group of girls to dinner and having conversations. It wasn't just a casual hangout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm persistent. If anything, <laughs> I'll say like, if I meet someone that's awesome, I will invite them. Like, I will always extend the reach. You know, hey, I'm hosting a bachelor night. Hey, we're doing a happy hour. Especially in those like group settings I was talking about. Like, I will always extend the invite. Sometimes I feel I'm like, these people probably think I'm a psycho. Because I will just like always invite. I'm like, hey, she was super cool. You know, like this is a setting where I think that they would get along with the rest of my friends. And I like to get to know them more. But really there becomes like a limit. You know, after about three months of me like always inviting and you know them not coming sometimes without like really an excuse just like hey I don't feel like it you know kind of thing I'm like okay I get it like message received you're not really like into making friends but there's a lot to be said about like taking the chance and like showing up and I give you a lot of credit for that because I think the first couple times I think the first time we really did anything we got sushi with like one other girl and like you didn't know her It's just the three of us like getting sushi. But like, I remember thinking like, how cool is it that you came and, you know, you chatted with us and, you know, she and I had been friends for a while. But like, look at us now, you know, four years later, like you and I are the ones that are like super, super close. So just kind of like extending the olive branch, I think both as the person on the opposite end of the olive branch, like saying yes and showing up is hard, but powerful, but also recognize that like there are women out there who don't have solid friend groups and like would also appreciate the invite. I got an invite yesterday to a cookie swap and I was, it was literally me, the newbie, and then like eight girls who went to college together. Like how intimidating of a setting, right? Like I literally was like, uh, like how sweet if like the host to invite me knowing that I, I still don't have a lot of female friends here in Chicago, 
But also like, I kind of have to switch gears and I'm like, okay, put on your super social Kelly hat today and like, go make some friends. But they were great. Like they were really, really great women. So it's twofold, like be the inviter and like be brave and be the invited. Right. That's what I was just going to say too. That's part of it is you're putting yourself out there by inviting someone to do something. But at the same time, like you said, if some people don't, are they're not interested in making friends and they're not. But on the other hand uh, side of things, like I said, I was like, this is someone that I would be interested in spending more time with. Like you talked about having the same type of work ethic or morals or family dynamic or anything like that. Knowing that stuff about you, I was like, why would I say no? This is stupid. I should go. And obviously it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. Also, this is, you're going to laugh at this because Cassie's actually in marketing, but I think that there's power in targeting someone who's in a similar season as you. Like I've gotten very intentional about the kinds of people that I quote target in Chicago. Like I really want more couple friends because I also want Austin to meet people. So like, yeah, I've met a lot of awesome women. A lot of them are single here in Chicago, which I'm not like above that. Like I'm always down for a good girls night. But I also want to spend time with Austin. (laughs) I can't always invite him to girls nights or ever. So (laughs) I have been for the last probably six months, like really trying to also like, oh, like you're newlywed. Like, why don't we go grab dinner? And sometimes Austin's like, wait, who the heck are we getting dinner with? Like, I have no idea who this person is. But I'm like, some of those relationships really have grown and developed, you know, and it's nice to have friends who are in similar stages looking to buy homes or looking to settle down because they're the ones that I might go to advice to more or kind of understand where I'm at in this newlywed stage of my marriage. And I can talk to that's like a little bit different than some of, you know, my friends who may not be married. So as weird as it is to sound like you're a marketing firm targeting an audience, like I really try to like target friends who are experiencing similar seasons which is what you and I went through. And like, you know, our relationship flourished because of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Blake and I were at a wedding two weekends ago and there was a couple that was newlywed and they live downtown Columbus. And they were talking about how they just, it's actually Brian's, it was the best man that was in our wedding. His brother lives downtown. Oh, okay, cool. And his wife was talking to me. and was like, it's just so hard to meet people. Like we live in Grandview. So it's like, unless you're going out all the time and they're not, you know, how do you meet people? And we literally swap numbers. I was like, I will text you. We will do something. Those are also the people that you really can have those great conversations with. You are in that same season of life. So the second that they were like, oh, we're looking to buy a house or we're looking to do this. I was like, oh, I can share all this information with you. I just did that. Or, you know, we just got married. You're planning a wedding, you know? So all of that kind of stuff, those are the people that you connect with right away, regardless of, you know, interests or anything like that, you're still going to have a connection with them. Do you have any like specific tips as someone who's moved in your adult life? Like, you know, you moved to Ohio for those people who like, just don't know how to start. Like, how do they even start trying to reach out and potentially make friends in like a new city? Cause you're not in the military. Like I'm in the military, so I'm used to it, but like you relocated and you're not in the military. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Bottom line is, is it's hard. I have had a few friends that have moved. And since now I have this great friend group here, they're like, how the heck did you do it? And 
honestly, part of it's dumb luck. I'm going to be honest. I, cause I always tell them, I'm not going to tell you this is easy, but you just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. You don't have a choice. I mean, if someone invites you to something, go. If you are dating someone or a friend of a friend is dating someone, they're going out with a group of people, just go. There are all people that are moving there and they're thirsty for friendships. But if you don't show up, there's not an opportunity to meet anyone. And you have to realize that other people are like you. There, there are people that want friendships, but they're not going to talk about it all the time. And it seems lame, but it's not. So if you meet someone new, get their number, get their Instagram handle, and just DM them and ask them if they want to hang out. If they don't answer you, who cares? You know, but you have to like, you just have to get over kind of being embarrassed about it because you're going to find someone else that's in the same exact position as you. Yeah, I think there is like that little embarrassment of like, oh, like, I don't know. You know, I'm a grown woman, but I'm having to put myself in like this awkward kid at the kindergarten playground, like not knowing who to sit with, (laughs) you know. But I say a a follow-up to that would be, just being brave and doing it and showing up and following up with the people that you do meet. Because like you said, like you just met a really cool couple at a wedding and that's great. Like that's step number one is extending the olive branch, getting the phone number and connecting with them. But step number two is actually, you know, like putting something on the calendar. I actually sanitized my friends list all November. I was like, okay, who did I connect with in this last year? And have I not seen? Because I've met a lot of women. Like I definitely have. I've been in situations where friends of friends have introduced me to people, but not really because of me, but because of where I'm at in my career right now. I just like genuinely don't have time. I'm like never in the state of Illinois. So I've met awesome people and I looked at my calendar for January and February and it's pretty open. So I was like, okay, I'm reaching out. There was a girl I met in June literally June, I reached out to her. She probably thinks I'm a freak. (laughs) I reached out to her and I was like, Hey Mary, it's Kelly (laughs) from June. (laughs) I love to get saying it out loud. I'm like, I'm a psycho. (laughs) She she said, yeah, like she'd like to get tacos with me in January. So we're going to get tacos in January. And I was like, cool, oh see you then. <laughs> and even more of like a weird thing, I made plans like two months out. Like it was November. And I was like, are you free January 6th? <laughs> <laughs> but again, like knowing that I'm going to live here for longer now, luckily I get to stay here for three more years. I'm like, all right, like I actually like, really do want to make some solid friends, not just casual friends anymore, like some actual women I can go to and talk to and, you know, closer relationships because my closest relationships are in Columbus, Ohio. So like that's, it's slightly embarrassing, but hey, like I followed up. Like that's, that's the hardest part is to like round out that evolution with actually like making a plan. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. But I mean, again, it goes to show that's exactly how we met. It was you extending the olive branch and me just being like, get over yourself, Cassie. She'll like you. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're going to be friends. It'll be okay. (laughs) Oh, I love you. I also owe, I need to like spill the tea on this. Cassie is the influencer behind the influencer. (laughs) Cassie is an influencer waiting to happen. It drives me crazy that she's not an influencer Guys, she's the one who recommended like Fashion Pass to me, 
FabFitFun. Like all these random, you have such amazing taste in clothes and jewelry and like scents, like lotions, skincare, makeup by Mario, literally all of it. Like <laughs> you are the one who like has all of it. And I would like go over to your apartment and I'd be like, ooh, I like this. And I would buy it. Or even now you'd be like, yeah, I do this. I do that. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then like I post about it. It's not me. Like this was not a <laughs> Kelly originated idea. Like it was all you. So I'm just a poser. <laughs> Anytime Kelly does something, I'm like, but you know that there's this thing out here that you could do this and you would like it so much better. And she's like, no, why don't I you put this that. somewhere? And I'm like, you yeah. put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like a poser because it's not an original <laughs> thought. Like I did not originally find all of these things. Like they all came from you. So we definitely had that in common, you know, similar tastes and, you know, style and interest and all of that. I do want to get into, you know, we talked a lot about like making friendships in our 20s, adulthood. Now we're in our 30s. Also crazy. But also that like sustainment piece, because since, you know, you have a close college group of girlfriends that you have maintained and sustained friendships with. I obviously have friendships all over the country that all my bridesmaids literally don't live in my zip code. They all live across the country. And then you and I, you know, we were friends for a year physically, like in person, but then I moved and I feel like our relationship actually has grown stronger since I moved, you know, in the three years I've been out of Ohio than even when I lived there. So what are your like personal recommendations for sustaining those relationships as an adult now? I think my biggest one is, and this is, is across the board with all my relationships with my family, with Blake, with my friends is knowing your friends love languages. And when I say that, I don't mean literally their love languages. Like I'm a big like gift giving person, like knowing that about me doesn't really help our relationship until a holiday comes around. But as far as their communication goes, so like Kel, Kel is one of those people that likes to stay constantly updated on your life. So when Kelly says like, okay, give me a quick update. I give her a quick update. Am I normally the person that gives updates a lot? No, but that's how Kelly communicates. I know she just wants to know what's going on. She wants to know if I had a good weekend, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, anything like that. That's the way she is. And the way I am is I'm a little just like more laid back. I'm going to check in every now and again. But if you text me, I'm going to give you a response. So knowing how your friends communicate, because actually (laughs) it was what, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Kel had been texting me and I was just giving her short answers. I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) I was super stressed. There was a lot going on. I was just really busy. It was a week of Thanksgiving, mind you. Yes. Yes. And she texted me and she was like, Hey, are you mad at me? And immediately I was like, I know I've been giving her short answers. I'm just so busy. And I was like, no, 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 no. I know. Like I haven't been texting like quickly back and I haven't really been giving like much detail. I swear I'm not mad. But right away, I knew that's why she thought I was mad at her because I know her love language. It's she likes constant communication and she likes what's going on with you all the time. And that doesn't mean she needs this long description. Just, hey, I'm super busy. I had a great weekend. How was yours? Like, that's it. But I know that about Cal. And I, that's just a big part of knowing your people. Even my dad is a big card person. He loves handwritten cards. That's the way he is. If he's ever in a slump or anything like that, I just write him a card and I cannot talk to him for a week. And that card just like shows like, Hey, I'm here. So it's just really knowing those little things about people and 
being able to check in with them and making sure that in a way they like receiving communication, that you're there for them. Yeah, I love that so much. Now I'm reflecting and like, wow, I really am that person. I've actually never really noticed that. But with my like closest core. You want to know what's going on. Yeah, I like always want to be clued in because I think I'm a big like, you know, your true friends whenever you can truly like pick up where you left off. But there's a lot of derivations to that. So there's the people that they can pick up what they left off. But, you know, it's, you know, just casual cocktails, casual drinks, chatting about surface level stuff. Okay, see you next time. I always want to be able to pick up where we left off, but still knowing what happened in between. Like that is really important to me and like my true friends. So and I think I learned a lot about that with like Jackie, whom I don't see often physically. But every time when we see each other every five months or so in person, I still know everything that's happened in between. Maybe I don't know every meal she had or every date night she planned with her boyfriend, but I know like the big things, the big ticket items, how her mood's been, what's been stressing her out. Like, you know, I have the general idea. So that to me is like, that's important to me. And it's hard for me to really like sustain friendships if my friends don't give me that because I can't be involved in your life if I don't know those intimate details. You know, if I don't know what you're stressing about or what's going on with you, like I also have, you have to be willing to kind of share that with me for me to like give that back to you. You know, that was a really good analysis. Good job, Cassie. Well, and I think too, it's both sides of it because you know, I'm not the person that's going to write out this long thing about what's been going on with me and I'm not going to spill all of my emotions and everything like that. So on one side of things, it's Kel likes to check in all the time and maybe I don't like to, you know, type out something long. You know that me just saying, oh, I have this this weekend. I'm doing well. I'm busy with this, busy with that. Like, that's good for you. Like, it's not like you're like, I need more Cassie. It's just, you know, that that's the way I usually respond to that. So you're not asking me to be something I'm not. You're just checking in and checking in on me. So it goes both ways. You know, on one hand, I'm responding to the way you communicate and your understanding of the way I communicate. I've got to say, you're one of the things I love about us is from the beginning of our relationship, we have always been like good at quality time and just like chilling. You know what I mean? Like, I went to your house back in January for we, I had a dress fitting, and that was like, you know, the main thing on the docket. But then the rest of the weekend, we pretty much like chilled on the couch, put our jammies on. Like, you know, we didn't have to do like anything super glitz and glam. And you and I also can talk for hours. We've always been big talkers, which I appreciate. But I think that, like you said, like knowing how your friends both like give love and receive love is super important. Just like any relationship, you know, with your spouse or with your partner or anything like that. And then again, this is brutally honest, but like I've had relationships in the past where this woman, and we're no longer friends, but this woman, like she wanted an incredible amount from me. And it was like, Kelly, I need you to text me every day. And I'm curious if you remember who I'm talking about. Like, she'd be like, I, I, like, TBT. She's like, I need you to text me every day. And I was like, um, okay. I'm like, that's kind of a lot, but like, I care about you. I'll do that. But then like life gets in the way. Right. And like, I couldn't text her every day. 
she'd be like, you know, hey, we're we're supposed to be best friends. Like, I think we should see each other like at least five times a week. And I'm like, okay. And I'd be like, but what about when we like physically can't, you know, like we're just, we're two working women, like, you know, and <laughs> And then I get to a point where I was like, this is like too much for me. Like, I just can't. And I got to a point where I had to be honest with her. I was like, I cannot give you what you want. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and I, I felt horrible, but I'm like, I I need to relinquish that title of like being your best <laughs> friend because this is like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep disappointing you and I just can't do it. And, you know, we ended up going our separate ways eventually, but she found other women that kind of like filled that space for her. But I again, with those like tears of friendships, like she was a friend that I couldn't keep up my core just because of like the amount she needed from me or wanted from me as a friend. And I think I, the, my core friends, I do really well with because they're so understanding. I really learned that about my core friends. You, you know, even Mariah, Jackie, you guys understand my intention. So if I go dark for like a month, you know, I'm like surviving. <laughs> like I am, I don't hate you and I'm mad at you. I am in survival mode and I will apologize to the ends of the earth if I miss something or if I'm, you know, texting you at 8 p.m. on your birthday or miss sending you a gift or something like that. But like, I have a hard time with friends who don't get like, I'm not trying to be a bad friend. I'm, that's not where my heart is at. So I feel like I've bonded with people the most who like are the most understanding of people. Well, and I think that's a big thing just about adult relationships in general. You know, if someone in one of your core relationships or someone that you thought was a part of your, you know, core group is not understanding or assumes that you're being malicious with one of your actions or anything like that, it's probably not the best relationship because if they are one of your people and you do something that you're not thinking anything of, like you said, you miss a birthday, you do something else. If their immediate thought is that was malicious, why would Kelly ever do that? Then they don't think of you as a core friend because I don't think that about any of my friends. If my friends mess something up, I don't think twice about it because I know they were not trying to upset me. I don't know. I don't think they were trying to be malicious. So if that is their first thought, then it's probably not the best relationship. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like that's how as someone who is, you know, very A-type, but... I think I'm trying to figure out a way to say this like humbly. I think when you're as like career driven as we are, you're very successful. And I think sometimes women, they can have like competitive spirit about them. I think when they start assuming like the worst in you, then you realize you probably weren't really that good of friends with to begin with. You know, you always hope that they're just genuinely like supportive and kind and excited for you. And like, that's my assumption. I, Cause I'm just like happy for everyone, you know, all right. the time. I'm like, oh girl, <laughs> yay. So when it's not being reciprocated, I'm like, oh, like I, I'm kind of surprised she felt that way. Cause I definitely thought that we were in like a better space than that or like closer than that. So that's definitely like kind of a, a, a good thing to know before you bring people into that inner circle as an adult. But on that note of like being supportive, you mentioned, you know, before we started the show, kind of ways that you support your friendships. And I'd say like, for me, number one, I love being a sounding board for my friends. I love whenever we jive on like 
business ideas or like big goals or dreams. Like I love being that person. And I'm always going to be like, yes, how do we do it? Like nothing is too crazy for me. So that's kind of how like I show support in my friendships. And then I also love like assisting them in those goals, like as best as I can, you know, but there's so many different ways I feel like to support friendships as an adult. And, and you're like the most supportive person I know. So you're the best person to give advice for this. You really are. You're such a supportive friend. I could tell you, I want to go kill someone. You'd be like, what's the murder weapon? <laughs> and I'd say, you're that person I love. And would keep the secret too, which we love. I am. I am a steel trap. <laughs> <laughs> you are. But I think for me, like earlier I said, one of my love languages is gift giving. And the reason I love doing that is I'm very detail oriented and I pay attention to really little things. For example, like even with my wedding, you know, like if you walked around my wedding, I always said I wanted people to come to our wedding and leave. And if they didn't get a chance to talk to Blake or I, they felt like they talked to Blake or I because of all the little things that you saw. So with my friendships and relationships in general, I like store things in the back of my head that people talk about, you know, they're really looking forward to X, Y, and Z or oh, I've always really wanted, you know, this, this, and this. I literally have a running list of things in my phone of what people, certain things that people say that they want. Oh, that's so cute. Just because I love gift giving. I And it's funny because I don't really like receiving gifts as much. I just like, it's like an art to me. So I'm the same way in that way with supporting. So a lot of the things that you do, and I don't know that you're doing, but you know, you're posting on social. If you go to a conference, if you're speaking somewhere, something like that, you know, I know how much that kind of stuff means to you. So if I see that, I'm like, oh, I got to text her and see how it went, you know, because that stuff means a lot to you. So it's knowing what means a lot to your friends and, you know, some little things like I went to the movies. Great. Cool. But maybe I went to the zoo with my nephews. You know how much I love my nephews did you guys have fun? Did you, those kind of things, knowing what matters to your friends and making sure you're intentional and asking about that. Yeah. You're so good at that. I think that's just showing some support in the way that you know, because you know what they care about. So checking in and making sure you ask about that stuff, because there are things that they do every day that doesn't mean anything to them, but there are things they do every day that means a ton to them. Yeah. Uh, you, are so that person. Like, I love that about you so much, which is why like this, whenever I, I was like, I want to bring you on the show. And this topic came off the tongue within seconds because anytime like Army Navy, literally a week ago, like you were one of the first people to text me the entire day. And you were like, good luck today. You're going to kill it. And I was like, what am I doing? Oh yeah. Hey, thanks. Like, you know, <laughs> like I appreciate it. Like literally like beat Austin before Austin even texted me, you know, and that just like means a lot to have like that kind of support and, you know, knowing that people have your back. I think that's a great way of whether you're living in the same zip code or not, like being there. I think a lot of people think that support and like sustaining a friendship comes from like time spent physically together or say FaceTiming or something. You're like, you're not that good of a friend if you're not calling and checking in constantly. But I think just like we said, like kind of being aware about those big nuggets of like what's going on in your friend's life and like checking in on them and letting them know that you care is huge. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say too. I think a lot of people base how tight of a friend you are by how much you communicate in general, you know, whether near or far, oh, have you talked to them a long time? You know, I might not have talked to someone for a month, but I still know everything going on with them. 
it's just letting your friends know that whether or not you're super close in vicinity or you've talked to them in a long time, that I'm here supporting you at the things that are most important to you. And mic drop. <laughs> and there we go. That's a perfect note to end on. And I couldn't help but laugh because as you're saying this, I'm just thinking of like our husbands that talk like every 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh, dear yeah. God, is that a lot? <laughs> they talk in one of their 10 group chats or over Xbox oh, or my know, like fantasy God. football or I, yeah. way too many venues. <laughs> oh, they do way too many. I mean, I have walked in. Austin is like playing Xbox with Blake while talking to him on the mic while texting in their group chat while Zach is calling like too much it's too much like i'm stressed just thinking about it it's every day and it's every day this inconstant <laughs> communication but you know but it works for them yeah I will, you know and i will say like hey they're all best friends yeah they're all best friends they all fiercely support each other they're like brothers you know they're not just like friends now they're family so right. i think if anything sometimes it's I'll never admit this to them because they'll probably never listen to this podcast. But I do find like a little source of inspiration in that because, you know, they always prioritize each other, which is something that like I want to hold sacred as I continue, you know, to live life, prioritizing the people that matter. So I'm very thankful for you. And I think that these last four years have been just the best just so many like amazing milestone moments shared together. It's just been so fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, already alone, we had some yeah. crazy milestones separate from each other, but put them all together. And we definitely had a crazy four years. We have had a crazy four years, but it's been a blast. And I can't wait to have you on the show again, like this time next year, season four. And like, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not even going to try and predict. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, thank you so much, Cass, for being on the show today. I think that our listeners will walk away with some awesome tips on making and sustaining friendships. Thanks for being just a bright spot of my life. You're the best. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. The views and opinions presented here in this episode are those of myself and do not necessarily represent the views of the DoD or its components. Appearance of or reference to any commercial products or services does not constitute DoD endorsement and those products or services. The appearance of external hyperlinks does not constitute DoD endorsement of the linked websites or of the information, products, or services therein.